How's it going, everyone? Jeff Johnson from the Gazette here with uh, Jeff Linder. We are going to call it both ways, as we do every week. Uh, talk some high school boys and girls basketball, some Iowa women's basketball, um, global nucleothermal, whatever. Uh, you know, whatever else comes up to today, we're, we're going to talk about. So, uh, Jeffrey, how's it going? It's nice to see that sun thing out in uh it's uh, nice the the uh sun is shining the snow is melting the days are getting longer and we're getting closer and closer to uh postseason basketball yeah how about that how about that uh how long do we have now for for the girls to start they start on the eighth i think 1a first round games are the eighth 2a first round games are the tenth so we're uh we're getting close we're on red alert we're on red alert. So, <laughs> um, what shall we talk about? Did we? T- uh, I'm I'm trying to remember. Uh, I believe North or Mount Vernon and Northland were going to play. They played Thursday. Uh, and uh, yeah. So why don't we talk about that? Because I know we we kind of led up into it. Um, you don't often get two number one teams playing each other. Uh, right. And we did, and North Lynn was victorious. Uh, take it away, I guess. Nice win for the Lynx, real nice. Win. Yeah, and uh, North Lynn did what North Lynn does. They they shoot well. I think they were 13 for 26 from three-point, if I remember correctly. Uh, they shot well. They create all sorts of havoc with their guards, uh, both of the bogey girls and Cameron Kurt. Uh, had big games for them, and uh, used, just had one of those – Little runs uh, that, well, kind of a big run it turned out to be. I think it was 14 nothing to start the second, and uh, that was the difference. They won the game 60-48, to 48 and uh, it was a great game. Uh, North Lynn was every bit as good as I expected them to be, and Mount Vernon was fine. They've, they've, they're going to be all right. They've got a big one against Solon. Coming up uh, on Friday, that uh, Mount Vernon's got a two-game lead in the uh, Womack East, so which pro- probably won't have huge ramifications in the uh, divisional race. But it's you know it's Mount Vernon Solon, and it's a, a top five Class Three A game, and it's it'll be it'll be great. Was that a fifty-fifty game going in Northland and Mount? Yeah, Vernon? I think so. I think they. If they play ten times, it's probably five five. Maybe Northland wins six. Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a good game. Good crowd for you know girl girl doubleheader, and uh, you know it. Uh, both teams played played well, and Northland played a little better. Now I'm trying to think. Last Friday night, where were you? Um, oh, last Friday night. Well last friday night so. uh, i had xavier and uh liberty uh friday um libby fandel had a really good game i think she had 34 points uh nine rebounds uh set the xavier record so um she's playing really really well right now uh looks like xavier's starting to put it together a little bit and uh you know they're going to be a really tough out in class 4a when we uh when we get to tournaments the what's the what's the uh, prognosis, Jeff, for um like the uh, eastern half of the state in in five A? I mean, uh, now that we're down to the to the to the yeah. back, 
schedule here. You, do you figure that will, you know, will uh, Eastern Iowa will get, uh, you know, maybe a couple of teams in in the five A field? Yeah. Um, I would have said a week ago that Davenport North was looking really. They were looking like a lock, but since then, Journey Houston uh, had a knee injury. I think it's an ACL. I think she's done. So that kind of brings them back to the pack a little bit. Uh, Pleasant Valley is the uh, defending state champion. They've got an opportunity to, to maybe get back. Um, you know, it, it just depends how the union slices everything up, and we'll know that here in a few hours. Uh, Prairie is, I think, 12-2 and two right now, and you've got a cat on your lap. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, what, what, what will they do? Will they send – prairie west do they send what i think they'll probably do and you know that like i said they'll know this here in a few hours i think what they'll probably do is put prairie and cedar falls together and let them fight that out and probably the winner of their regular season game coming up on um, i think they play on the eighth they play on the eighth i think the, the winner of that game will probably get the higher seed and w- would host a regional final but you we'll i mean you there's a pattern though, right? Generally that, I mean, yeah, is, they, they, they do. They, they do a really good job of, of uh, cutting the the top eight, moving them different directions if they can. And they try to put an eight with a nine or a 10, you know, if that's possible geographically, and then a seven with a 10, 11, something like that and, and so forth. And they generally give the, the one and two ranked teams basically free path to, to Wells Fargo. Uh, I like the way they do it. Um, you know, it's it takes a little gerrymandering, but uh, I think it makes sense. So, uh, when do the pairings come out for the boys? I think we get we'll get um, the two smaller classes. I want to say next week, and then uh, the two bigger classes will be after that. So, mm-hmm. um, and it, it it it's predicated somewhat. Uh, as much as geographically possible um, mm-hmm. on the rankings, certainly um, that the IHSAA puts together each week, um, you know. But haven't haven't they done a lot better job in splitting things up more towards what the girls have done? I mean, you're not going to see a a two versus five game in a district final or anything like that anymore, are you? No, not not generally. Uh, I mean, again. Uh, geography will always um have a say in things and um but you know if you're if you're ranked uh in the top eight <laughs> uh you know you're more than likely if it's at all possible um you you're gonna have uh you know you're gonna be the top seed in in whatever um you know district and substate that you're in. So, I mean, it's, there's no perfect system and, and, you know, people might like this or they might like that, but, um, you know, with the boys, especially, you know, the geography is going to, is going to play a major part in it. And, um, you know, we'll see, I mean, it's rankings, uh, you know, you, you look at, at the rankings this, this week and, um, you know, class four, a really got jumbled up because, um, you know, we had the back half of the, NBC uh, CIML shootout five games last Saturday over in central Iowa. And, uh, you know, Sioux City East came over and uh, and beat Waukee at Waukee. So that kind of proved that, you know, Sioux City East is legit. So 
Uh, they they really jumped up in the rankings. I think they're number four this week in 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 four A. So, uh, you know, you have to. It's border to border in four A this year. It, it mm-hmm. looks like so, and, um, and that's got to make everything a lot easier uh, when you've got somebody good out west. So you're you're not bringing everybody into the to the CIML hub to get uh, obliterated. Yeah, no, and and that's you know kind of last year. That's that's what happened. You know, you, um, you they sent a a good um, CIML team out that direction and and played you know, most of the, or, you know, in with the Western Iowa bracket. And, um, you know, it, it's, to me, it's good to see because, uh, you know, Western Iowa in, in the biggest class really hasn't had uh, or been much of a factor in the last, geez, I don't know how many years. Since Adam Woodbury was at Sioux City East, so how long ago yeah. is that? Right. You know, um, they haven't, when they've gotten to state, uh, the representative hasn't won a game. Uh, at the state tournament for for a long long time and uh, you know it's good I, I think we have some parody in 4a this season you know when you look at um, you know over in eastern Iowa obviously Kennedy Kennedy went and beat West Des Moines Valley last Saturday by 17 um, and Valley didn't play with with Curtis Stinson he's still hurt with a, a some sort of hip deal and and hasn't come back yet but still that's a Seventeen wins over the def- or seventeen point spread over the defending state champ is pretty good. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and then you know, I don't know what you do. Yeah, Iowa City West has is, is only lost one game and and really and has some really nice pieces and um, was playing well. Um, beat Cedar Falls by two points the other night or the uh, last Saturday in, in Iowa City and Cedar Falls is a good team. You beat Seniors a good team and you go to the MAC. North Scott's a good team. Um, you know, Pleasant Valley and Downport West has a has a pretty good ball club. So, I mean, there's there's your contenders in in the eastern part of the state, and um, you know, I I see a, a more parity maybe in the, in the bigger bigger classes or the biggest class, uh, you know, in four A this season, and uh, we'll have to wait and see how everything is divvied up and and how this all all plays out, and uh, you know, I think for the good of everybody, hopefully, it won't be the CIML invitation <laughs> like it. Yeah. Had. You know, yeah, it's been on the girls' side too, right? So, well, except for last year with Pleasant Valley, but uh, right, right, and <laughs> you go to the uh, the BC Moore rankings, and uh, the top eight teams are all CIML teams. So, is that pretty accurate? You we'll think? find out. We'll find out yeah. uh, with uh, with uh, the, the Houston injury and. Um, it, it might be close. Um, uh, Prairie is very good. Um, Cedar Falls is very good. Uh, Prairie got beat by two in overtime at Valley uh, last night. Uh, I think they were down eight or ten at halftime, kind of chipped away, got it to overtime, lost by two. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Um the Johnston's by far the best team. And I think those computer rankings keep, you know, just the fact that they keep playing each other and keep beating each other. I think uh, that has a lot to do with them being, I, I don't know if they're, they're all the, you know, if they all belong in the top eight, but uh, I'm not saying they don't either. <laughs> um, 
I guess uh, you know, looking at the other the, the smaller class or the smaller three classes uh, on the boys side, um, we had uh, number one team West Lion get beat by Orange City Unity Christian uh, the other night. So we'll have a new number one team in two A um, next week. Uh, Monticello seems to really have righted itself after losing to Iowa City Regina a week and a half, two weeks ago. Um, went down and watched Regina. Of course, me being uh, the jinx that I am, Regina gets beat by West Branch last Friday night. So, uh, West Branch played a really, a really fine game. So, three uh, A. I mean, you got teams stolen, still undefeated. Uh, Marion, uh, you know, beat Marion the uh, last week and in, in a pretty good game. Marion's still in the top ten. Don't discount Xavier, obviously. Uh, playing the all four A schedule or almost all for a schedule and uh you know friday night uh, i'm gonna head over to bellevue along the mississippi river for uh one i've been looking forward to for a while bellevue marquette and north lynn um be number one marquette north lynn's number three this week uh didn't lose but dropped uh dropped the spot so uh, i'm not sure how that happened madrid which plays a, a primarily 2a schedule i guess has jumped into the second spot so yeah, really Will looking to be your first Bellevue Dateline. It will be for sure. And I'd never been to Bellevue over the over the summer. My wife and I and, and some mm -hmm. friends had a had a weekend at, at the campground over there. So uh nice nice, nice little river town. It is very much so. You can just go up and down the river, right? You, yep. you can hit a lot of those north to south. So yeah. It'll be interesting, uh, you know, to see Northland as Seems to have righted itself after after Albanette beat it, um, you know, what, three weeks ago, whatever it was. So, uh, and Bellevue Marquez has been kind of destroying everyone this season. So, really, look, really looking forward to that. Uh, not sure how big the gym is at Marquette. You ever been there by chance? I have. It's been a while. I, I've been to Marquette. I've not been to Bellevue High. Uh, okay. I went to a six-on-six -six girls game there in, in the early 90s at Marquette. Yeah. I, I don't think it's terribly small. I think it's I think it's adequate. It's in size, good. Yeah. So I think I the girls play there. I think that's a girl boy doubleheader, and uh, you know we talked a little bit about Northland and uh, you know, Marquette's girls are five hundred ish. So you know I think the boys game will be I think the boys game will be fun for you. Well, I'm gonna get there early and, and check out the the uh, both games. So. Um, get something, go early and get something to eat. There's some nice restaurants there in town and just, uh, drive around it a little bit. It's a, it's a nice place. Yeah, we'll do hundred percent, hundred percent. So, um, you want to talk Iowa women? Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, tonight, right. Uh, what's that? Northwestern tonight. We're taping this North? on Wednesday. Yeah, uh, that should be a, a tail kicking. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, we've got, we've hit the, the midway point in the Big Ten season here, and I was eight and one. Indiana's eight and one. Ohio State's eight and one, and uh, uh, absolutely by far the three best teams in the league. I think Maryland's been a gigantic disappointment, you know, from what they've been the last few years. Um, Penn State's the next best team at six and three, wow. so they've kind of made a a steady climb here and uh 
Indiana's at Maryland tonight, so that could be could be tricky still. Um, Iowa goes to Northwestern tonight, 7 o'clock. I believe that's a Peacock game. And uh, then they go to, let's see, then they go to Maryland Saturday. So uh, the last week that they've got back-to-back uh, -back road games, and they kind of go home away, home away the rest of the year. <clears throat> so it looks like a three-team race, and uh, we'll see how it goes down the stretch. Uh, only one game this past week, right, for Iowa? Yeah, uh, they uh, they got well against Nebraska. Um, we're kind of floundering a little bit. For, oh, maybe the first 17, 18 minutes, they were uh, behind a few points, and they had a – and Caitlin Clark got uh, untracked a little bit. She scored, what, I think 28 second-half points. Um, yeah, that's uh, getting tracked. <laughs> yeah, fin finished a 38, and uh, they kind of won that game going away. I think it was 92-73. And, uh, yeah, good win. And uh, climbed to number three in the poll this week. And and away we go. The biggest thing – what what the biggest thing Iowa has to do down the stretch is what, Jeff? Other than win games, obviously, but – uh, stay healthy, stay, stay hungry, just stay focused. Um, they're the best team in the league. Uh, they've got, uh, you know, going to Indiana is not going to be easy. Maryland, I, I'm not sure I was ever one at Maryland. I'll have to look that up. Uh, they got Ohio State at the end of the year. So, um, you know, uh, hold court at, hold, hold serve at home. They got to do that. And uh, if they, you know, if they drop one at Indiana or just drop one period, that's not going to be the end of the world. You know, if they go into, into the Big Ten tournament with, you know, what, 27 and three or whatever, um, <laughs> that's a pretty good year. <laughs> uh, Iowa State's looking pretty good, too, right? For, for yeah, they, they, they've lost a couple in a row uh, here in the last week. Um, they're kind of in the middle of the pack in the in the big 12, which is a pretty good league and, and it's going to get better next year with their additions. So, um, but Iowa state's going to be better next year too. Uh, all those, those freshmen will be sophomores next year. And uh, I think the future looks pretty good, pretty good for Iowa state. Audie Crooks. What she's been pretty impressive. As a, as she's a been great. She's been yeah. great. There's, you know, there are a lot of questions about her, her fitness level and her mobility. And I think she's answered all of that. Uh, she's got a great set of hands. Um, uh, good feet. Uh, she gets, she's gets up and down the court a lot better than you would think for a big girl. And uh, yeah, she, I, I think the question is which Iowa state player, whether it's her or Andy Brown is going to be the big 12 freshman of the year this year. That's a good thing to, to have happen, right? When you, yeah. you know, one of your, Freshman is battle between two, two of your own girls. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's uh, a good thing. Yeah, real good thing. Um, NBC Missouri Valley Conference. How's that kind of shaking out, Jeff? Have you been able to pay much? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, you and I had a really bad non-conference schedule. Um, they've been playing better lately. Yeah, another really good year for Drake. Uh, let's see who they got coming up here. Oh, they go to UNI Saturday at six o'clock. So, there you go. Uh, by no means a, a slam dunk for the Bulldogs uh, on Saturday. And they host Bradley, host Illinois State. 
the big game uh, down the stretch is at Belmont on uh, February 17th. All right. So a couple of weeks away for that one still. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask what the additions to the Big Ten, Jeff. How's that uh, on the women's side? How is that? Uh, uh, how big of a factor will that be? What uh, yeah. UCLA and USC, right? Yeah, UCLA is, uh, I think they're ranked seventh or eighth this week. USC is in the top 25. Um, Washington State won the Pac-12 tournament last year. Washington is generally pretty good. And, they, you know, they had Kelsey Plum a few years ago. And that's, uh, that's the gal that uh, Caitlin Clark is chasing for the all-time scoring record. Um, yeah. Um, USC's got Juju Watkins. So uh, I think she'll be the national uh, freshman of the year. Um, yeah, it'll be a good addition. Uh, the pack or the Big Twelve is getting Colorado, which has had a really good year. Uh, Utah's got Alyssa Pilly, uh, and they, you know, they're a top twenty team. Arizona was in the national championship game two or three years ago. Um, Arizona State's not been. Not been great lately, but uh, I think they've got a pretty, pretty good history. And then, uh, you know, uh, you know what? I misspoke about the Big Ten. Uh, Washington State's not going to the Big Ten. Uh, that's Oregon. I'm sorry. Yeah. So Oregon, you know, they they had, um, you know, they've had some great players. Um, UNESCO went there, and they probably would have won the national championship when. Uh, the year that uh, the tournament didn't happen in uh, 2020. So they were probably the best team. So yeah, USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington. Sorry, sorry about misspeaking there. Uh, but uh, you know, in the two LA schools, two really, really good programs that are on their way up. A lot of uh, our Hawk, Hawkeye fans are going to have to uh, have to get used to watching some late games. So <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And what, what I think is going to happen, they're going to play 18 games, uh, the big, big 10 or whatever they're going to call it. I assume they're going to call it the big 10. So 18 teams, 18 games. So 17 opponents, you play one team twice. Okay. So what I would think they'll, that they'll do is they'll have travel partners. Uh, I would think that Iowa's would probably be Nebraska. Sure. And so what, I would think would happen is that they, those two teams would make one West coast trip per year, uh, whether to LA or to the Pacific Northwest and then play like a, a Thursday, Sunday or a Friday, Sunday, or sure. something like that. And then the other two teams from out West would, would come this direction. Gotcha. Gotcha. Anything else you want to hit Jeffrey, either college or high school? Oh boy. What, uh, let's see. We've talked. Where are you going to be tomorrow? What's oh you're going to Bellevue tomorrow? Yeah, I got, got something Mount Vernon. Very good. Uh, yeah, um, I think we've called it both ways pretty well. <laughs> I actually I was trying to think where was I at Tuesday? Oh, Limar and Wash on Tuesday. I did not mm -hmm. hear. Might have been the first time all season. Of course, the game was kind of a blowout, so it really you know parents or fans didn't really need to right call. and you, you had something on the on the uh the Kern kid from uh from Linmar right yeah yeah Davis Kern 6'8 junior he's uh he had a thousand points last week uh first career uh which is 
you know, he's got a full year and how many ever games left this season. So, uh, I mean, he's, it's his goal to, uh, to be named, uh, you know, have his name mentioned when you talk about Linmar greats and there's been some Linmar greats, Marcus Page, the Bohannon brothers, all that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's looking, uh, to get, a. you know, I think he, he really wants to get a major D one college offer. Um, Right now it's you and I, South Dakota State, and uh, someone else that I can't remember off the top of my head. But, yeah, real nice player. 6'8", he can play, uh, obviously, inside. And um, he has an outside game as well, can shoot the three-pointer. So he, he's uh, he's had a terrific uh, almost three years at Lamar. He's got one more to go. So And his sister plays for the for the girls' team. And right. height-wise, uh, they couldn't be any more different. Because Drea is very, very short, right? His sister? Uh, I don't think she's that short. I think okay. she's telling you thing. Okay. Okay. I just remember she was a guard. So, yeah. Not saying anything, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, Lemar's kind of one of those tricky teams. They've got, a, they've got a good starting five and they played a really tough schedule early part of the season. And uh, I think that affected them a little bit with the lack of depth and, uh, you know, looking to to make some hay here uh, late in the season and, and be very dangerous out in the, in the postseason, I think. So we will see. We will yeah. see. So, Drea Kern is 5'6". Five, 5'6", six. Five, six, there you go. I, so I, guess, I guess by basketball standards, that's not very <laughs> tall. Leads the team in, in scoring at uh, just about 11 points a game as a sophomore. So that's pretty good. All right. Well, she's a full foot shorter than her brother. Or so that's something. That's something. Yeah. Um, all right. I think we called it both ways, Jeff. All right. We'll uh do this again in a week. And um oh, by then we're gonna know a lot more. Uh, yep. you know, I think a lot of conference uh, championships will be determined by then and divisional championships, and we'll have some brackets and we'll have a lot to talk about. Sounds great. Sounds great. All hey, right. thanks for joining us, everybody, for another edition of Call It Both Ways. Uh, get out and see a game. Great weather. No, no travel worries. So get out and see a game maybe sometime this weekend if if you can. It's a lot of great hoops, boys and girls wise, uh, in our area and, and in town. So for Jeff, this is Jeff. We'll speak at you next week. Thanks everybody. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.